Power Project crew. Thank you for checking out today's episode. This episode was recorded on May 7th, and it is just with the Power Project crew. Today, we talked about a, uh, a, a post that we had made not too long ago on the uh, Power Project uh, social media platforms um, in regards to something Mark had actually, I think he texted uh, and Seema and myself. Uh, basically, what he said was, who you are today is not a life sentence. And uh, we, we spoke about it, you know, off air. And I had just mentioned like, hey, man, like that resonated really well with a lot of people. So we, we dove into that. Like we Mark went deep on explaining um you know, really what, what he was getting at. Uh, he talked about how, uh, you know, w- when, when he, when he was in school, he was labeled as, you know, somebody with a learning disability, but that wasn't necessarily accurate. And had he truly believed that he might not be the person who he is today. Um, really, really powerful stuff. And then something in SEMA dropped on us about, uh, treating yourself as you would one of your best friends makes so much sense. I can't remember who he actually heard it from, but he said it here on our podcast. So we're just going to give him all of the credit. Uh, but basically, you know, if, uh, if a friend came to you and they asked for diet advice, you would know exactly what to tell them. However, when you look in the mirror, you might say like, ah, oh, man, I wish I you know could drop a couple of percentages of body fat, like dang it. But again, if it was a friend telling you that you'd say, oh, you just have to do X, Y, and Z and do that every day, blah, blah, blah. But for yourself, for some reason, it just doesn't stick. Really just an awesome uh, podcast with just us. We haven't done one like this in quite some time. I think you guys are going to find a ton of value in this one. So if you guys do, please reach out to us at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, um, all over the dang place. Uh, so thank you guys for checking out this episode. And uh, again, like I said, if you guys like it please let us know and ladies and gentlemen please enjoy the show is that all right everybody welcome to the show today is that a new sweater mark uh this is actually really old this thing is probably a good uh like 10 it's got a nice hole in it <laughs> it's like uh probably like 10 or 15 years old those are like the best is it sentimental somehow or no um well i mean i had it when i was really fat <laughs> <laughs> okay so it fit, it fit me when i was fat but yeah, I just, I don't know, I just like throwing it on every once in a while and it's just, it, I don't know, it's beat up. Yeah, holes with the, uh, like the, 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 I mean, hoodies with a hole near the, uh, the, the, like the pocket. It always reminds me of like back in the day putting your, uh, your disc men in there and then feeding the wire through to your headphones. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what that always reminds they me of. They called it a disc men? Yeah. We- so we had the Walkman, which was the tape player. And uh-huh. then same company, I'm assuming Sony came out with the disc men. Which was a CD player, portable CD player, Walkman, Discman, yeah, iPod. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't go. Yeah. They, they they messed up. Mm. Yeah, iPod changed the game, changed yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, there was the Zune. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Mm. I remember. I just never had one. <laughs> no, no one did. I think Steve Jobs was obsessed with uh, ha- having the ability to have like a lot of music in your like pocket, which I think is kind of neat. That's kind of like where his fascination came from. Yeah, it got to the point where it was just like too much, though. Like you, you didn't know what you wanted to even bother listening to. Yeah, rather than just having a tape that had X amount of songs on the front and the back or the or the CD, having X amount of songs you can have unlimited, like, which is funny to think about now, right? Yeah. He's like, you could have 10,000 songs in your pocket. It's, it's weird. I, I actually have less music now than I ever have, but I have access to all of it. You know what Spotify. I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I can stream or YouTube everything, so there's no need to, like, I mean, what am I? I can't even physically 
buy anything anyways. Like n- nobody sells CDs. Like what they do now is they'll sell album albums with like MP3s, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Like so you can get the record and then you know until you have something tangible. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I guess if you want to buy it, then you can download it, right? I don't know. Oh like that's bless you. That's the only reason why you would buy it, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you can just listen to it for free, right? Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't make much sense. <laughs> the last iPod, the last iPod I had uh, was stolen from me in Nigeria. We were driving in my uncle's car, and they have a uh, uh, cops lining the street with AKs. And I guess they knew that we were foreign oh. because, like, they, like they tracked us in the airport or whatever. So he knocked on the window with his gun. And then he points at my iPod, and it's this gold iPod Nano. It was my favorite. And Man. he's like, give it to me. And I was like, here you go. <sighs> That's scary. That was, that was unfortunate. Last time I was in Nigeria. <laughs> well, as, things, as, sound, things sound a little different over there. Yeah. Very different over there. They say as Borat would, would teach us, everyone knows iPod Nanos are for girls. So he was just helping you out. He was, but it was, it was a nice color. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what's the weather like out there, Mark? It's amazing again today. Sun's uh, about to creep out. The, the house is blocking some of the sun, so it'll it'll come creeping over here towards the uh, towards the end of the show. But yeah, it's been been amazing. Been able to run and train a little differently out here. It's been it's been fun. It's been different. Yeah, how's that morning coffee? I got I got it right over here. I got it right over here. Uh-oh, what'd you throw in that? Mm-hmm. Yep, we got some of that uh, perfect keto, the MCT powder, salted caramel. Enjoying that. You guys heard me talk about that a bunch before. They got a lot of great products, though, and they don't use artificial sweeteners. So anybody that wants to check out what they got going on over there, they got bars, they got cookies now. Perfect Keto makes cookies now as well. They got nut butters. They got all kinds of stuff over there. So I think you guys should check them out. Absolutely. All their salted caramel flavors are like just the the best. Like I had salted caramel collagen yesterday with a mix of some protein. Mm. All their salted caramel flavors are literally just like they never miss. Yeah. What I absolutely love about the, uh, the flavors and like the, the treats, um, you don't need to be like keto adapted. You don't have to have been fasted from sugars for like six years to be like, Oh, this tastes good. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, anybody can throw this into their coffee and they're going to absolutely love it. Anybody can have one of the perfect keto cookies and be like, Holy shit. That's a great cookie. Uh, for more information, you guys seriously need to go check this out at perfectketo.com slash power 25. At checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off any order of $29 or more. So, again, they made it easy for you guys to dip your toe into all of their products by making it, uh, you know, just 25% off of anything of $29 or more. Andrew, thanks for making that uh, that sexy meme of me the other day. Oh, yeah. I, you know, so it's funny is like, I'll take one of your quotes and I'll just like type it out, screenshot it, post it, and it does really well. But then if I take one of your quotes and put it behind, I'll say one of my photos of you, <laughs> uh, it, it, it just, it's so much more powerful. And, you know, some of the responses that we get are, are kind of amazing when somebody flat out says, thank you, I needed to hear this. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, I, this should 
you know, people will get this message like this is cool. But then when somebody says like that affected me, it's like it goes back to why I wanted to be a part of all of this. Right. Like I wanted to make an impact on people's lives. And by doing like a simple, you know, post on social media, it's like, holy shit, guys, like we're doing it. I had a guy um, yesterday tell me that he lost 100 pounds. Uh, he he slid, slid into the DMs, and uh, he said he lost 100 pounds, and he kind of told me about his journey and everything. And so I just started writing him back, and we were going back and forth. But, yeah, he was just super excited. And I'm like, man, that's – you know, you, you should be really, like, super proud of yourself. Like, that is, you know, that's fucking amazing. You lost 100. Like, you you heard information from us, um, and then you started to apply it in your day-to-day, and it was different from what you're used to. And then, and now, now you're actually doing it, and you actually lost 100 pounds. And I just encouraged them just to, you know, I, I always say, like, protect yourself at all times. You know, keep, keep your hands up because – that jab and that right hook and you know that those those there's other punches that are still going to be thrown your way so uh the fight's not over and if you're somebody that had addiction or somebody just really struggled with food um the fight's never over you gotta (laughs) you gotta you gotta fight back that resistance every single day and um yeah you you have to make sure that you're kind of paying attention at all times because we all know it's a slippery slope into like i missed the day of working out Oh man, I had uh chocolate Sunday. Oh, I had a, you know, and then it's <laughs> could be falling back into old habits real quick. Yeah, slippery Let's remind slope. everybody. What was that quote? Um who you are today is not a life sentence. Yeah. I think I heard that. I think you said that I don't know, two episodes ago, but even when I like when I heard that, I was just like, damn, that's actually that's extremely freaking powerful. Well, bam. Yeah. Not sure if some of the viewers can see it. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I've been, um, you know, I think, uh, I guess like, cause of the way that my career has gone, it has afforded me to like, I guess, uh, like l- just learn a lot more about myself. And, um, I, I wish I knew this years ago, you know, people are always like, you know, what would you say to your former self or something like, and I wouldn't really say anything. I wouldn't want anything to change. I I love the way that everything went. However, I do wish at a younger age, I understood that the, like the most important knowledge to obtain is knowledge that will lead to being able to change your behavior. Uh, Knowledge that will be able, not like, not like you have bad behavior, not like you're acting up in school or or not like you're getting in trouble with the law or anything like that but just we all have habits that aren't great we all have habits that aren't going to uh propel us forward and as we talked about yesterday in yesterday's podcast a lot of it was about um and it's not it's not like having like a tough mindset it's not about being like strong-willed and those things those things are important um but in my opinion it has a lot to do more with the reinterpretation of everything, like everything is an interpretation, J- just about everything. I mean, if we had a physicist on here, he would say that like, you know, mathematics aren't up for interpretation or something like that. But um, e- even then, uh, those are just theories, you know, and, and what we know about those theories can change in a second. They can change in a heartbeat. So let me give you like an analogy, right? So 
you know, when I went to school, you guys all know the story. Um, I, I went to, I had a bunch of different special classes and let me explain a little bit about like a learning disability. So they, they, no one ever really told me, uh, what I had or like, they never categorized it as a certain thing. Um, I just was struggling in school and then they gave me a bunch of tests and based off of those tests, they were like, Oh, you have a learning disability. Now you're going to be in these classes. And so just to show you how quickly things could change. So they tell me I have a learning disability. Now I'm in these classes. I'm not in classes with a lot of my friends anymore. I'm in these like special classes and, um, the, the kids that are in class with me um, have like physical and mental um, they have, they have very obvious physical and mental um, uh, I guess disabilities you would say. Um, I don't even know what the right word would, would be to, to describe it. But anyway, like I, I appear to be a lot different than them. And anyway, so I'm in this class with these uh, these kinds of kids that are really having trouble learning. I mean, they they um, uh, like they don't even know which way to face in the classroom and stuff like that. Like I'm not I'm not in, by no means am I making fun of any of these people. These are people that all became my friends and stuff like that. And these are people that I got in like fights for because they got picked on and things like that. But like they just you know they're in wheelchairs and, and things of that nature. And so I kind of placed myself to that level of, of, of what was going on in that classroom. And I just, I kind of started to think that of myself. I was like, oh, I can't learn. I can't uh, progress in some of these other things, even though when it came to like football or when it came to certain things, like I knew the stats of every player and I knew all these other things, but only like by my parents would it be pointed out like, Hey, no, you're actually smart. Like you shouldn't think of yourself that way. But like, no kid really listens to their parents, you know, I mean, I'm lucky that I had uh, supportive parents, but just to, you know, give you guys, um, like a, an example. Now imagine, imagine that same scenario, right? I, I get, uh, labeled as learning disabled, right? I get put in these special classes. I go home to my parents and I say, Hey, like, you know, they put me in these special classes. I don't think it's a great idea. I actually, I disagree with them. And uh, I think that, like, maybe I should get, like, a second opinion. Like, we should look into this further. Uh, or perhaps maybe we should try a different school because maybe just, like, regular public school, maybe it's not great for me. Maybe I should uh, look into something that maybe will allow you to uh, be more creative, you know, because I was the kind of kid that they said, what color is the sky? And I was like, sometimes it's white, sometimes it's gray. You know, they wanted me to say blue. What color is the grass? It's like, well, it depends. Sometimes it's brown. Sometimes it's green. Like, it depends on how much nourishment it gets, you know. Um, so I was never giving them the answers that they were looking for. But just imagine if somebody else would have told me at 11, 12, you actually don't have a learning disability. They, they actually, the diagnosis that they had was wrong. And imagine if they could show a scan of my brain and show me, right? So everything that I ever knew about myself uh, would, would have, like, it would have all disappeared, and that's just based off an interpretation of a doctor or somebody giving you a diagnosis of what you may or may not have. Yeah. You know, another example could be uh, somebody works out for a few months and they don't know anything about working out and their arms get real big and swollen 
and someone says, "Oh my God, your bice, like your arms, you have you have cancer in there, <laughs> like your both your arms, you have you have cancer in both your arms." And you're like, no, I don't think so, man. I feel good. Like, no, you have lumps, and lumps mean cancer. That's what lumps are. They're they're can't you have cancerous tumors in your arms, and you look it up or you get a diagnosis, and it's like, no, man, you just you grew some you grew some biceps. So everything is open to interpretation, and it's um, it really messes with your mind when you start to consider all the things that you can interpret in whatever which way you want. You can interpret something somebody says to you as being offensive. You can say, I can't believe they just fucking said that to me. That's unbelievable. Why would they say that? Oh, my God. Or you see a post from somebody and you can have it trigger you. You can have it, quote unquote, make you mad. But something that's important to know is that no one can make you do anything. No one can make you feel any sort of way. I mean, they it's. It's an interpretation. You can head it off at the pass. I'm not talking about stuffing down your feelings because that's not a great solution to anything either. Although sometimes it's good just to ignore certain things. But um, what I'm talking about is identifying what happened, identifying what someone said, identifying what you saw. Why does that make me feel that way is the next question. And then you can start to kind of maybe you can start to put some facts around what was said well i kind of always get upset when someone says that to me and so it makes sense i don't know why they said it but if it's someone that you know they're saying it intentionally to hurt you or they're saying it to get your attention about something if it's somebody that you don't know (laughs) they don't know you you know they, they don't they're not able to really give you a true assessment of of what's going on in the first place. So, but it's hard. It's, it's very difficult. I'm not saying any of this is easy. It's very difficult to um, not react to some of the things that you hear or some of the things that you're told about yourself. Yeah. When you were in some of those classes, like what, I mean, what else was going through your mind? Like, you know, you're looking around, you can see that. Yeah. Like you were different from everyone else, but then also in the other classes, like, fuck, I'm not like these people either. So, like, I would imagine you felt, I mean, a little, like, not isolated, but, like, you felt kind of like you were alone almost. Yeah, I definitely did. Uh, And, um, you know, that's ultimately kind of what ended up kind of shaping some of my personality, I guess, was because I started to have these uh, different ideas and thoughts about the different people that were around me. I, I never really cared about, you know, hanging out with, like, the cool kids. You know, I had two brothers that went, to the same school through the same school district. And so everybody knew who I was, especially Mike was such a good football player and stuff like that. He was super popular. Chris was, uh, was always funny and things like that. So a lot of people knew who he was and I, I, yeah, a lot of people knew who I was coming, coming through school and stuff like that, but I just never cared, you know, like I'd get invited like parties and different shit like that, but I would, uh, you know, it'd be rare. It'd be, I would go to him here and there, but it'd be pretty, pretty rare and like you know i was friends i was on the football team and i was friends with a lot of the football players but like i wasn't into hanging out really because i just i don't know i guess i i felt like i saw through a lot of it or at least that was my impression of it i was like they only want to hang out with me because i'm on the football team or because they think my brothers are cool or whatever it's like kind of dumb they don't want to they don't want to talk to me in school when i'm talking to these other kids that are in the in these classes with me every day so, like, 
you know what I, I you know what I mean? It made me think like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't dig that. I don't like that. They don't, they don't want to come up and talk to me when I'm talking to one of the kids that's in one of my normal classes. Hmm. Um, then I, I don't really want anything to do with them either because they're, I think they're thinking like that's uh, points against them in terms of uh, coolness or whatever, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Seema, you were kind of like that too, right? Like you didn't really like hang out and party with everybody. Well, no, I mean, I was always in extracurriculars and stuff. And then what I mean by extracurriculars is sports. So mm-hmm. life was legit like school, practice, home every single day. <laughs> like I, I did it. Yeah. No, there was no parties or anything like that. It was just like school, sports, home, sleep, school, sports, home, sleep. Um, it w- was that mainly because you were worried that your mom was going to like, you know, spank you when you got home, if you got home too late? <laughs> No, like, and no, it's like, it's not even that I had sports at school. Like I was doing a uh, soccer stuff on, on a team outside of school. Mm. So she'd pick me up, drop me at that practice, go do what she needs to do. Pick me up, take me back home. Um, and that, that, that was just like, that was it for the longest time. But what I was going to mention was like, when Mark, uh, when you were mentioning, uh, interpretation and not getting triggered, I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's a really, really big deal. Not just now, but but like, especially like in relationships too, because someone will say something and initially it'd be like, Hmm, that, that doesn't sound so good. You could ideally I mean, you could first off just maybe react to it and be like, what the fuck? Are you, are you serious? Are you, are you going to go there with me right now? Or, or you'd be like, Hmm. So what exactly do you mean when you say that? And then when they elaborate, you realize, Oh, okay. It wasn't as big of a deal. I've, I've, I've learned that the hard way. And the, the, the right way too. So it, it, it makes so much sense, especially with like the way you put things forward on social media and people get pissed at you, but like, they don't know what exactly you mean in terms of what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. In, Instagram is tough cause it's such a short format. Yeah. And, uh, I've just learned that you're not going to really teach people all that much on there, uh, in that way, you know, there, there might be some fans that are looking for that you know, and they're, but like, it's, this is the format, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, the guests that we're going to talk to tomorrow, like, mm-hmm. um, I believe it's tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. there's just so much controversy surrounding like race. Imagine trying to post something, uh, with any sort of racial tone whatsoever on Instagram. Like it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. Right. Especially for me, like a rich white dude, like, you know, people would automatically, regardless of my thoughts or regardless of, of what I would say now in this style of format where we can talk about it for a few hours, people still may disagree. They may get triggered for a half second, but then I might say something else that kind of, uh, alleviates some of that pressure from, from what what a statement that I said or something like that. So I think that, that's that's what this format's great for is because we can sit here and we can uh we could talk about this uh for a long ass time what you're saying about relationships um i mean it's it's massive in any relationship that you have with anybody whether it's a friend or uh, whether it's a significant other is uh yeah you do want to recognize you know why they're saying these certain things to you or about you um, but also understand that all knowledge always comes from criticism. You can't learn anything unless you get criticized. You can't learn anything unless there's so, there's, there has to be 
it doesn't have to be like fighting, um, but there does have to sometimes be a little bit of conflict. Um, this is how this is how you end up solving problems. This is how you end up with solutions because as human beings, we are not smart enough to always search out for. Um, we're not always smart enough to always detect the smallest problem until it until it like gets to the surface. You know, until someone says you're not spending enough time with me and you're like, whoa, like spent all weekend with you talking about, <laughs> you know, immediately you're, you're going to get the defensive. Um, yeah, we're not smart enough to like detect some of the some of these uh, issues that may pop up until they pop up. Um, but once they're popped up and once they're a problem, you know, things that aren't a problem aren't a problem. There, there's really not a reason to focus on them. Mm hmm. I, unfortunately, like you, you're, you might, you might say, Hey, I, you know, enjoyed the weekend with you is this was, this was really fun. We should do this again. You might identify that, but it's rare. You usually you're just identifying problems. And when somebody says something to you, um, that someone who's close to you, someone that cares about you and, uh, it doesn't fly with you. That's probably the most important thing to recognize right there is that this this should be part of a conversation for progression in some way. And so even though what they said, even though they may be pissed or they may have a different tone with you, that that's hard for you to interpret the way that you need to interpret. I think that you should probably recognize, Hey, this is an opportunity for us to learn more about each other. And this is an opportunity for us to uh, progress together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish, um, you know, when people do get triggered online, especially like even on this podcast on YouTube, I wish people had to watch or listen to the entire episode before they were granted access to the comment section. Because like I often see people will hear something and they'll pound pound on the keyboard and then just leave it at that. And I was like, did you guys finish the whole thing, though? Because everything you were just upset about was actually just you know, we talked about it too. And I think, you know, kind of what you're saying is, you know, yeah, like eventually you can like open up and dive deeper into it to realize that it either, you know, an issue that you had no idea was happening, but then it can be easily explained. And then it kind of calms both, both parties down. You know what I mean? I think all three of us are, are fairly calm people. Um, I think we maybe, uh, have some different difference differences in, in our personalities. But I think for the most part, we're all pretty, um, pretty even keel, especially now, you know, especially like where, where we all are now. But, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, their, their positives and their negatives, they swing, um, really aggressively on a pendulum, you know, like if I, if my, and this is like the, one of the reasons why I don't like look at our numbers, you know, I, I'm, I don't really want that, I'm sure I could look at them now and not have any problems with them, but I, I don't want that like taking me anywhere. I don't want that changing my thoughts. I don't want, I, I don't want to have it have um, anything skewed. Um, I don't want anything to mess with my like, like creative side either. You know, I don't want to be like, Oh, that makes us money. So let's do, you know, let's do more of that, you know, or that, that didn't work because it didn't make us money. It's like, that's actually not really true. Like, was it fun? Was it exciting? Was it, mm -hmm. Did we have a good time doing it? Like, was, did it up the morale of the team? Like, you know, there's, there's so many other factors that aren't, uh, to do with just the numbers of just the money. But I think, 
you know, somebody that owns a business, they may allow their pendulum of energy to swing into the way into the positive when things are going really well. Right. But then, you know, what does that set you up for? You know, your, your, your motion and everything went this way. And now like a wrecking ball, is going to come right, right back the other way. And you're kind of, you're negative, you're positive, you're negative, you're positive. And if you can figure out a way to have that, um, emotion shift a lot less, then you're able to think about things, um, with a, uh, with, with, with being rational, you're able to be rational and that's what separates us from animals. You know, I, you know, we're not birds, so we don't need to fly south when it gets cold. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we're humans and we, we can decide what we want to do, trying to figure out, uh, what to do, when to do it, how to do it is very hard if your feelings are in the way. And so it, it's not like you want to remember I said earlier, like you don't want to stuff down your feelings and you never want to try to kill your feelings. That would make you a sociopath, <laughs> but you, but it, it is nice to not have them interfere with everything that you do. And so when somebody says something, I don't know if you guys get this, but like if there's a problem in the family somebody says something about a family member and not, no one's trying to be negative or anything, but it's just a, a circumstance. Some, something happened in the family and, and you kind of feel weepy, like immediately you almost feel like you're going to, you almost feel like you're going to cry. Like you can't, you can't, can't even, um, you can't even really barely talk mm-hmm. uh, when you think about the situation that they're going through or you think about how tough it must be or whatever it is. But if you're able to, uh, apply rational thought to it. And if you're able to apply some facts to it and you're able to say, okay, well, I'm feeling that way because that person's very close to me. Okay. That makes sense. Like I, I, because you have a high value assignment to the people that are close to you, the people that you love, the people you care about, they're going to be of highest priority to you. So obviously, uh, your, your, um, your feelings are going to play into a, a lot of the things that they may be going through or they may be uh, doing in their life. But if you can start to apply some facts to it and say, okay, they lost their job. Well, a lot of people have lost their job and the world is changing. Some things are different at the moment. Um, what, what happens when people lose their job at the moment? Okay. They can get a stimulus pack. Like you start to kind of think about what are some of the, things that can arise from this that will soften the blow or, or how do we solve the problem of this person losing their job? Maybe you can start to think of things they could do. Maybe, you, you know, maybe you can reference them to a podcast that you heard where uh, people talked about things that people could do uh, in this time to make money, you know, that, so then you can apply rational thought to it rather than crying about it. Cause crying about it, although it might feel good to cry it out here and there, um, it's not, it's not very productive. It's not really going to, it's, it's not going to help. It's not going to, it doesn't change the news, you know, crying or being mad, you know, throwing something across the room saying, fuck, like that doesn't, it fixes nothing. Mm-hmm. What happens when, um, when the, uh, you come to the crossroads of rational thinking and like a gut feeling, you know, cause like a, a rational thought wouldn't be the slingshot's going to work. Or maybe it is, but you know, you know what I mean? Like I can't really think or turn to my fiance and say like, you know, I'm going to quit my job because I'm going to invent something like that's irrational. 
But if I had an instinct or a gut feeling that whatever it was that I was working on, you know what I mean? Like what happens when you come mm-hmm. to that intersection? Yeah. So you don't have, you don't really have control of your thoughts, you know, um, <clears throat> all kinds of things pop in your head all day long. Right. Especially when you're, you're taking a dump or you're, <laughs> you're in the shower or something and you think of something and Seema said that he, uh, will a lot of times what, uh, bring, bring a pen with you when you walk. Right. Because mm-hmm. you start to think a lot and you don't want to lose those thoughts. And that happens all the time. Right. You're like, man, I had a, I had a killer idea. Like, I know I had a killer idea, and then you can't think of it, and mm. it just, you never, uh, you never get it back. So you can't really always control, you know, because you got your subconscious mind and you got your conscious mind, and those two things are uh, are, are are always kind of going back and forth. So, so it's very difficult to, you're not going to really necessarily uh, be able to control the uh, the thoughts that come in. A gut feeling is. Um, a gut feeling is, is is actually really an interesting thing because there's actually there's actually some proof that there's some truth to it because you you um it it's a um how do i put this it's uh like you identified that that it's a good idea yeah uh you identified in a bunch of different ways you're like oh man if i made this notepad that had this cool thing on the front of it everybody that listens to the power project would have it and they would love it i need to figure out how to turn those fucking chimes off (laughs) um you know everybody would love it and it'd be a it would be a sick idea like that's like a gut feeling like you just you think you're getting pulled towards that Uh, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff too. I mean, there's a lot of like positive energy and there's quantum physics and there's like weird stuff that could, somebody else could probably explain some of that as well. But I think that, I think that a gut feeling is, is based off of, um, sometimes, sometimes a gut feeling is like maybe a, a kind of a wild feeling that, that maybe doesn't ever come to fruition. But I think for the most part, it's usually like a, it's a, usually a, um, like a wise gamble, you know, like you're, you're stacking the odds in your favor. You're recognizing like this would actually be really cool. I think people would really enjoy this. Yeah, and like your subconscious, you've, you've put a lot of things together that you don't even realize. And then it's like, it all comes into one thing. Like if you suspect something's going on or mm-hmm. if you think something may be happening, but in the back of your mind, you've, you've linked so many things together. And then right now you're just like, Oh shit, what's going on right now? That yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly hundred. what you mean there. Yeah. That's a hundred percent it. And like, if I think about just even like some of the products that I've made, like the compression cuff, like I, my elbow would bother me when I squat you know, and, and I, once I made it and once I used it, I was like, oh, man, a lot of other people would really enjoy this. I think a lot of people would like this. And I shot a video where I'm squatting and everyone's like, what are those? You know, because they're like, my elbows hurt, too. And I was like, that's kind of what I, I thought everybody else's elbows were screaming when they were squatting. And then that's kind of an, a good example of like a gut feeling. Yeah. You want to follow that gut feeling. You know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't follow the gut feeling, but, you know, I think sometimes, uh, I think also too, maybe people are, you know, I was listening to Brian Rose. He, he, uh, he has a very successful podcast and he was talking about how he had a job. Uh, he was a banker and he quit his job. He, he kind of had like a, um, I guess you could call it like a gut feeling, but he just, he wasn't really interested and he wasn't really enjoying what he was doing any longer. So he was just like, 
shit, I need to like move on. He, he was really, really pumped. He was really excited about what he and his team were doing at this bank and they were kicking ass. And he was like, um, hanging out with some super rich dude. And he was at his, uh, like ski lodge and he was with a bunch of other people and they were all having a good time. They were popping champagne and, and, uh, one of his friends from like 10 years ago, like texted him right before he was about to make a post of like him hanging out with all these people. And, uh, the text said, uh, like, um, how's the skiing? Cause he knew he went on this trip, the skiing trip and he was celebrating. And, uh, Brian Rose kind of like stopped for a second and looked and, and he recognized this is my friend from kind of a long time ago. I can't bullshit him. You know, I might be able to bullshit people on social media with this post that I'm really happy. But he kind of looked around and he's like, these aren't my people. Like, this isn't really my thing. Like, I enjoy skiing, but this is kind of lame, you know? And then so he wrote back and said, "Um, I feel really successful, but I also feel really lonely. I need to make a change. And it just like all hit him all right there all at one time. But that's another example of like a a gut feeling, you know, that, that feeling uh, he didn't have that prior to that, but also I'm sure as a culmination, like you said, and Seema, I think that's well put is that it's uh, the adding up of different things over a period of time where you're like, okay, that goes with that. It's that goes with that. I think uh, I forget what people call it. Like uh, you're, you're putting stuff in a bucket basically. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, that matches up with that, that matches mm-hmm. up with that. You put it all in a bucket. And at the end of the day, it ends up kind of, turning into a gut feeling yeah yeah i'd I'd imagine like the more self-aware you become the more of these like you can actually uh feel these gut feelings and um when we were we were talking about it like when thor pulled 501 uh you know we I, i was mentioning like dude i couldn't believe some of these comments you know like uh some that stuck out to me were like oh all he has to do is pick it up and put put it down like, why is that hard? Oh, they're just not aware. Right. And then, oh, man, I, I'm trying to remember some other ones. But, uh, I mean, a typical, like, why doesn't he do 520? It's like, oh, my gosh. Um, but Just one rep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, stupid Weird. Why like do I do it once? Yeah. And then, you know, Mark, you were like, yeah, like, I... I I can't, I can't deal with the, you know, I, I would, I don't even want to bother with the comments because these people were just completely lost. Um, do you want to kind of explain what you were talking about? Yeah, there's some different levels of, um, of, of, uh, awareness. And, uh, one of them is experience, um, which, you know, if you were thinking about like hiring somebody and see if you were going to, you know, bring on people for, um, some online coaching, you know, I think that you would, you would want them to have, uh, you definitely want them to have some, some experience for sure. That might be like your, that might be like one of your, you know, like uh, non-negotiables. Like if they just went to school for, for working out or something and they studied exercise science, you might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I like, I don't have time to like show someone like all the stuff that I know. I'd rather have somebody have a little bit of experience. Um, so experience is, is one way to have some awareness um, and then beyond that, you have self-awareness and then you have, uh, what's called self-evaluation, which is kind of the highest, uh, level of awareness that you can have. Um, w- most people are in, are in the experience and being in the experience in my opinion is, is being behind, um, because, uh, 
you're going to be reactionary in, 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 a ne- in a negative sense. Most, most likely you're going to be reactionary in a negative sense. Being behind would be um, you have a lot of clutter in your house, um, haven't done the laundry in a few days, uh, you haven't shaved in a few days, um, the, the garbage is full, um, you know, like there's just kind of like a bunch of stuff, right? And then you come back, you come home from work, like you were out all day, you were busy, um, you got out of your house a little later than you wanted. You got to work a little bit later than you wanted. Everything's just kind of like the stress ball, but you, you can't have any awareness at that time because you're just in the experience. You're just trying to float with what's going on for the day. You're just trying to, you know, and, and somebody says, Hey man, how are you doing? You're like, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're barely hanging in there because you're behind and you don't have you didn't do the things that you didn't want to do, you know, kind of earlier in the week. And so, and I'm not like everyone gets in this position. I feel like I'm there kind of all all the time. Um, but I try to be ahead in as many different spots as I, as I can be, as we talked about with like Michael Jordan, how that sucker was ahead of everything on everybody all the time. And he he really had his, really had his uh, shit together. John Cena's like that too. Like you don't want to hang out with John Cena for very long. Because it makes you feel very awful about yourself. Mm-hmm. He's he's impeccable. He's hard, he's a tough son of a bitch to uh, to try to keep up with. But anyway, most people are kind of just in the experiences of their life, and in that scenario where you're falling behind, you get home from work late. Um, yeah, maybe you don't know what to what what you're going to eat for dinner, and you and your wife kind of fight about it, and you fight about it because because you were behind all day, and because you're just caught up in this experience. Self-awareness would be where you kind of start to identify, okay, well, I should probably clean up around the house a little bit. I should take care of some things. So that way when I come home later, like things will be a little bit more decompressed. I can think a little bit more. And then um, the next level, uh, the uh, self-evaluation is is where you're really able to – you're able to take yourself out of the equation – for a minute and you're able to pull all your feelings out of the equation for a minute and you're able to step back and observe bird's eye view bird's eye view. So the difference between experience and the difference between uh, self-evaluation is the difference between all three of us go to an art gallery and it seems like, yo, this is sick. Like I love this. Andrew's like, yes, pretty cool. And I'm standing there with my nose to the painting (laughs) being like like, guys this shit's dumb like what are you talking about (laughs) you know i i i need to take a step back right to be able to really see the full picture right i need to take a step back to be able to kind of examine it and when you think about people that have come to you and and i know in sema you work with a lot of people so you can identify this really easy when somebody when somebody proposes um problems to you that go beyond nutrition, that go beyond uh, lifting weights. You probably almost feel like a doctor at this point because you're like, oh, I got the answer to that. Like you might not, you know, 100% always have the right answer, but it's easier for you to land on an answer that is very reasonable and very rational and probably awesome advice. Uh, A, because you have, have done it a bunch of times, but B, because you're not that person. Like that's the main reason. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, man, you know, I'm having trouble. Every time I go out to eat with my girlfriend, she always wants to kind of order whatever. And, and boom, you're able to, to, to help them solve that, uh, that issue, 
you know, in a heartbeat because you're not them. You know, you're just, you're not, you're not feeling all the stress of all that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it could be a worse situation. It could be somebody uh, dealing with a family member that has cancer and they call you and they're super upset and you don't know anything about what to do with cancer and maybe you've never had any experience with it. But at the same time, you would be able to say, hey, you know what? Like maybe that person just really just maybe they just need you to listen to them. You know, like like maybe they're just super frustrated, like let them be angry, let them be mad. Just just let them let them go through all the emotions and just take it on the chin for a couple, you know, for a few weeks and see if see if they start to see if that starts to dissipate over because, you know, people go through a lot of different emotions when they when they have illnesses like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And but it's easy to identify when it's not you. You know, it's easy to it's easy to uh, to make the call when it's when it's not you that's living in it, right? I think definitely if it is you, like a a good idea is to like treat yourself like a friend that you're trying to take care of, because a, a lot of the time it's like, you know, people will come to you for advice and you can see everything that they need to do, right? But then when it comes to yourself, you you're, you're not, you're not taking that bird's eye view or if it, or it's difficult for us to take that bird's eye view to our own situations. Sometimes we don't even want to, because we kind of know like all of the problems that we're going to see that then we're going to have to fix. And instead we're just like, ah, let's just chill here for a little <laughs> bit. Let's just not worry about it. It'll, we can deal with that later on. You know, I think we can all relate to that. I mean, I know I've done that. I do that sometimes too, but what you're saying is totally true there. Like, backing up, looking at the situation, trying to be rational about it. Um, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, one thing I was wondering though, I don't know if we should, if we could even get into this. Uh, cause we don't have any women on this podcast. It, it makes, it makes a lot of different things pop up. Like when you start to, like when we get off of this and mm-hmm. when we stop talking about this for today, mm-hmm. you guys will be thinking about it all day because it, it really does mess. It messes with your mind. You're like, is everything really interpretation? Like <laughs> even when somebody says that to me, is that an interpretation? <laughs> well, yeah. Even, even when you said like, you know, everything except math, it's like, well, actually no, because if I say two plus two, and Seema's probably just thinking of the two numbers and like, I'm thinking two bowls of cereal or like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm right, thinking right, I'm, right. like it will look differently in my head, you know? So it, yeah. well, that's, so that's another, uh, another, another giant misconception that we all uh, live behind is that we think that we think that with our words that we can communicate what it is that we actually mean. Mm. And uh, you know, at, with, with what's going on right now is a great example um, hey, stay inside. Don't go anywhere. And for some people, that means like, hey, you can still go to the grocery store. You can still hit up Home Depot. You can still kind of go about your day. For me, it means I can go outside and enjoy the sun and I can go for a run. For other people, it means, no, I'm not leaving my house. I'm doing exactly what the government said. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, that's important to know as somebody that's going to post stuff on social media. No one in the history of the universe um, has ever had a message understood the way that they meant it to be understood by everyone, right? Because it's going to be a different interpretation for every single person, even a passage from the Bible. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it's from or who it's from or where it came from. It's, I mean, the Bible, I mean, that's what church is. I mean, think about that, right? Church is an interpretation of the Bible. Like church wouldn't exist if the Bible didn't exist. You know, there's a, there's a Bible that they go by, right? And then they interpret all of the words, every word. They comb over every single word 
and the pastor or wh- whomever is running the church, they evaluate every single word and then different people, different scriptures hit people different ways because they interpret it differently. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't exist. Our church wouldn't exist if the Bible was written like so, like so exact. You know, obviously, you know the the terms that that are used are you know up for interpretation. Therefore, mm-hmm. it leads to all the uh, the additional stuff. But what I, I just really want to go back to it because that's probably the most powerful thing that um, I've heard in a while. In in SEMA, you said treat yourself like you would a friend, and I mean, dude, that is huge because. And, and it goes in all aspects of life. Like if uh, I remember like the saying, like if you look at an, an electrician's house, they got electric wires all over the place. Um, me as a photographer, I have the least amount of photos of me and my family. Um, my car that I was driving, the air conditioner was out for fuck, like, I don't know, probably like over a year. Now my fiance is going to be driving that car. We took it to go get the air conditioner fixed. So uh, I think if everybody took that one freaking platinum nugget right there and apply it to so many things but especially like their fitness and nutrition they can make like very very drastic changes pretty quickly so thanks for sharing that dude that was huge that's yeah, not Andrew. an original that's from jordan peterson i think yeah. <laughs> it, i don't care who it's from but i heard it right yeah. now <laughs> yeah. yeah andrew i mean that that's a good one for you you know with your your lower back uh, oh, bugs you a lot you know so if you were to kind of a weird analogy would be to, for you to treat yourself the way that you would uh, treat Stephanie if you were to train her and she had a bad lower back. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would be like super delicate. You'd be like, all right, you're going to, you know, you, use these dumbbells for some deadlifts just to, you know, mm-hmm. promote some blood flow and, and things like that. And you wouldn't really uh, try to be killing her with uh, heavy rack deadlifts or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I'd also be like, you know, you, I know you don't like stretching, but you need to do it. Uh, right, right. You, know, <laughs> you, you can't have those bowls of cereal cause it's just going to lead to more pain. Like it's not forever. Just do it for right now. Do the uh, Stuart McGill big three. You know, you have to do this, do a, you know, a slingshot a hip circle. Um, yeah, these are all just going to help you. And just do that every day, though. Like, don't be lazy about it. <laughs> and me, myself, nah, I'll just uh, I'll do some RPR, and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll go do some some rack pulls, <laughs> which is like the worst thing that I could do for my back. But you know, it's because like ah, uh, that's just what I'm going to do today. But using this uh, method, I think, will be huge for me. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> um. What were you going to say in SEMA about, uh, you said something about having women on the show. Yeah. As soon as you said that, Mark's like, nope, we're changing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what, what I wanted to, to kind of, man, we, we, we need to, I don't know, but women. uh, Okay. So we're talking about more in touch with their feelings. They're more in touch with their emotions. Great. Thank you, Mark. They're more in touch with their emotions and they communicate more with their emotions. And when you try to, you know, sometimes when you're talking to to a woman or something um, and you're trying to rationalize things, but it's like, not saying that they're not rational, but they're, they, they may be coming from it more from (laughs) an emotional side. It's like sometimes very, very hard to see those things, especially if you like, ourselves it seems that we we kind of try to come at, at everything like that yet that's not always the best idea you know so 
this uh this information, you know, and you can tell your girlfriend this. This information is irrefutable. Like everything's up for interpretation. So I think I think it's important for for uh couples to uh to question each other and like hey, was that helpful? Like honestly, like you you yelling at me like is that <laughs> is that helpful? Like is this is this helpful for us to be stressed out? I mean, that thing I sent you guys yesterday about uh, revenge, you know, like if you're gonna, you know, dig a ditch for revenge, better di- better better di- dig two of them. Two graves, you know, like yeah, dig yeah. two graves. Um, you kind of think about that as like sometimes as conflict. Like if I'm if I'm gonna come at you in a weird way, well now we now we have like now we have like ne- we have negative feelings that are gonna arise, right? But if I was to just approach it in a different way. Uh, where I'm, where I don't have a lot of emotion behind it, we can probably agree that we would probably have a resolution that that would be that would help us progress easier, you know. And, and I deal with this a lot too. I mean, my wife, um, you know, she she is a very firm believer in the things that she believes in. She's like, you know, like if Jake's not doing his homework or something, she thinks that she'll even say like, "Oh, you need to go yell at him," and I'm like. Um, I'm going to go talk to him, but you know, I, and, and I've tried to yell at him before and it doesn't work. He doesn't care, you know? <laughs> um, so I usually try to just talk to him. And like, when it comes to school and stuff, like I, I want to know like, Hey, do you want to explore, you know, a different kind of school? Do you want to, you know, like you don't, you know, the, in, <laughs> in today's society, the way that it is here in the United States, like you have to go to school. It's like illegal not to go to school. And so then you're pressed with, okay, well, we can homeschool or we can look at some different options. But homeschool is still just getting a curriculum passed from the from the school to your house, uh, which which ends up being similar in some ways. It's not like it's not like you just get to teach your kids whatever you feel is fit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, when you are dealing with somebody that's emotional, I think that in your in your thought process i don't think it would be helpful to say hey is that helpful that you're mad right now <laughs> like that that won't fly obviously in the heat of the moment <laughs> but if you just think about it for yourself say okay they're you know they're very mad they're very upset um and uh i need to figure out <laughs> i need to figure out a way to uh to diffuse this and if you can apply rational thought to it you can probably diffuse the situation at a later time, you could probably have a conversation and say, hey, like, remember yesterday, like, we both were, like, we kind of got in, like, a shouting match. Like, I, I don't – I would prefer not to ever yell at you, and I would prefer for you not to ever yell at me. You know, and, and maybe something does happen again where you get emotional and, and that happens again. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I think that at least you can have, like, a rational conversation about it. It's hard, though, in the moment, and I don't, I don't even suggest that. I don't even think that that's – worthwhile um another example another example i can give you is like let's say i let's say i walk into quinn's room and she's crying on her bed right quinn is uh she's 12 years old so i i could go in there and i could i could just hit the floor and i could just be bawling like crazy because she's crying like i don't want to i don't want to see my daughter cry like that's my baby you know, that's my little girl. I don't want to see her cry. So, of course, it's going to make me cry, right? So, I go on the ground. I cry 10 times worse than she's crying. 
like cry hysterically, right? We can all agree that that's not, that's not helpful, right? Somebody might think, oh, well, if you kind of like sat down next to her and kind of sobbed with her, maybe that would be helpful. But I, I would disagree and I'd push back against that and I'd say a, a more helpful thing would be to pop into the room. Oh, my God, she's crying. Like, what's going on? And then I could think to myself, okay, how many kids cry? You know, kids cry, right? How many 12-year-old girls cry? Maybe she got a text message. Maybe she's got a boyfriend I don't know about. Maybe could be, you know, could be any number of things uh, going on. But clearly she's upset. Now I could think, okay, is there anything I can do to make her not cry or to help her not cry? And the answer is probably not really. All I can do is say, uh, is I can either a, I can recognize it or B, I can like jet out of there if I don't think she saw me (laughs) and I can talk to her. Yeah. And I can talk to her later about it. Right. When she's more calm. Um, but probably the best thing would probably be to, to walk in there. And so this, this would be, this is called cognitive empathy. So if you don't have any empathy, I, I would pop open the door and I'd see her crying and I'd say, Quinn, did you take out the fucking garbage yet? <laughs> and she'd be like, what? <laughs> I'd say, did you take out the fucking garbage? And she'd be like, I'm crying, you maniac. What are you talking about? Right. So that would be like if I didn't have any empathy at all. But cognitive empathy would be me not crying with her, but it would just be me recognizing that she's crying and recognizing that there's a problem. And then also recognizing it's not an important time to talk about the garbage. So I'd pop in there and I'd see her crying and I'd say, hey, honey, like, uh, I know you're probably not in the mood to talk about this at the moment, but I just want to let you know I love you. I'm here for you whenever you want to have a conversation. And if you don't want to have a conversation about it, that's fine, too. Peace out. You know, and I close the door. Right. And I, I don't even know if that's the the best way to handle it or the only way to handle it. There's probably hundreds of different ways to handle it. But to me, that sounds like the most, the most rational thing. I acknowledge that she's upset. I told her I'm around if she needs something. I told her that I love her, told her I care about her. That's all I can do. Right. And, and so I think, I think most people would recognize that like, yeah, that, that would be, uh, that would be helpful, you know, is, is just to kind of just say those things in, in those terms. Yeah, I find that like with, you know, with our daughter, it's it's way easier to kind of dissect what the issue is. Like, okay, she's crying, like what's going on here? And then being able to, to show her that it's like not a big deal. Now, she's 11, so at some point that'll be damn near impossible to prove that it's a it it's not a big deal because eventually something will happen to where i'm like ah oh, fuck here we go like you know it, that's a huge deal for me now um so for her it's it's like little small things but yeah i, I mean yeah taking the approach of like because like, essentially like the other day like she was crying over uh being compared to one of her um cousins and i just plain simply was like no matter what you do will always be good enough and she's a little confused. I'm like, we wake up, like, every day you wake up, we're proud of you. And she's just like, oh, shit. Okay, so all this stress I had about doing X, Y, and Z is like, it's gone. So then she was happy again. Um, but doing that in a, like, heated, you know, argument with your significant other is probably not not as easy. Yeah, I've always found it beneficial to, like, wait, you know, to, yeah. uh, obviously, you don't want to hide from anything and, uh 
let's just say it flat out women are out of their minds <laughs> we, we are we, we already know that we could have elliot holtz on to uh <laughs> to, <laughs> confirm, <laughs> confirm, <laughs> confirm this uh like you can't you know, a lot of times, like I'll just say from my own experience with my wife, I can't push stuff off really uh. because she wants to kind of resolve this, the circumstances at the, you know, at that moment. But again, what I would do, especially like you can think about if someone was drinking, if someone's drinking, you, you would say you would talk about it enough uh, just to appease them. Right. But you'd say, we're going to talk about this more tomorrow. You know, and think about somebody being emotional as them being drunk because they're not going to be rational. It's the same thing. It's the same damn thing. If they're, you know, if, if someone is really high and they're trying to explain something to you, like they're just, they're on LSD or some shit, mm-hmm. you don't even believe anything they fucking say at the moment, right? You say, hey, dude, like, I don't know what's going on with your eyes, but you're not, you're not <laughs> looking, like, looking like you're all here, you know? So you would want to, uh, you know, try to communicate with them. At another time, back to what you said about your daughter. That's, that's so good. <laughs> back to what you said about your daughter. You know the uh, like the um, the thing about uh, her cousin. You know mm-hmm. these are these are important things to bring up. The value assignment that you have to certain things. Um, you know, so then you can kind of investigate and say, and you could say, yeah, you know what, that bothers me too. Sometimes I, I get compared to people. I, that's kind of understandable, and say, I, you know, I'm curious as to you know, why the comparison to your cousin is hurtful to you. And they, and she could potentially say, well, they do X, Y, and Z better than me. And you can say, Oh my God, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, because I, I find that kind of uh, humorous really, because yeah, that's, that's true. Like they are really good at those things, but what about these things that you're good at? Mm. Like, uh, you know, she, she might be at home crying about being compared to you right now because you know maybe you're good at these uh these other skills or something but even just uncovering um you know why did they place such high value assignment uh to to whatever it is that that's going on that hurts them you know for myself identifying it it sounds so dumb to say it and, and a lot of times most of the things that you do place value assignment on a high value assignment on are kind of dumb. They don't really actually make sense. They, they're things you probably never really thought about before. So let's, uh, let's say I, I make a YouTube video and somebody just slams me on it. Right. And there's a bu- couple comments that are super negative. Right. I've worked very hard on YouTube, uh, since 2008, I've got thousands of videos on there. Right. I somehow think that these comments, these handful of comments discredit like everything I've ever done. You know, I I somehow think that it means I'm doing a bad job because otherwise I wouldn't care at all about what they said. I wouldn't care one bit. I would either um, not even ever look at them. Right. Like, why am I even looking for, for them in the first place is probably the biggest question because I'm probably not really looking for positive, <laughs> probably searching, searching for some negativity. I think a lot of us get into that habit of, of, of wanting somehow wanting to read negative news, which is weird. Right. Um, but what, why would I ever give anybody that much power to do that? Why would I ever, uh, why would I replace value assignment to someone that I never met before that I don't know? I'm trying to impact people. I'm trying to show people how to deadlift. Um, 
it's all well-meaning. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Um, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I'm having a good time. I'm saying, hey, look, you know, keep your back flat when you deadlift. Here's how it goes. I may be showing a few other people demonstrating it. And then someone comes in and just takes a giant dump uh, <laughs> on the video and says something really negative. There's really no circumstances that it makes any sense that that would actually bother me unless I place high value assignment on what everybody thinks of me all the time. And, and, I, and especially I place high value assignment on those people that I don't know. And I mean, to me, that doesn't sound very rational. That sounds very irrational. And it doesn't sound like it makes any sense at all to it's almost like I think I'm doing a bad job because that one guy came in and like sniped the video or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, in those terms, when I say it like that to you guys, um, it doesn't sound like it makes any sense either. Right. No, not at all. I think, um, exactly what you're saying there. It's like, when I think about the individuals that I do put high value assignment on, it's, it's usually the individuals that know me and know who I am. And then when they do have a bad assessment of me, that bad assessment means a lot because, they know what I'm trying to do. They know what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, they, they, they know my patterns to an extent. So when they say something that's judgmental, like that's what I'm like, oh, that means something. But it's, man, it's still so difficult. You know, when you see negative comments on something that you put out that you think is really good, that you think is going to help a lot of people. And then there's some randoms like, yo, that's absolute bullshit. Like this is like, it, it's still, there's still a little bit of a stinger in there. <laughs> and it, it's, it, it, it you know. I mean, I, I feel like we've all gotten better at dealing with that, but it it's, it it, can, it still hits. <laughs> Every now and then, it still hits. Some, sometimes, um, like kind of more recently, like to some of the negative comments, I sometimes say, like, I'll just ha- I'm just happy to be here. And then so, other times, I, I sometimes will write back. I, I've only done this a handful of times, but I think I should do it more because it's really, really fun is just to talk complete gibberish, like just, yeah. just to completely make something up <laughs> and, really and write good. back to them as if I'm like in a different conversation, um, even just copy and paste something random. But that would show, oh, okay, like he isn't, he obviously doesn't care about like when I try to talk shit, it's not working. You know, there's this channel, uh, they're called Abba and Preach. They're these two comedians that are absolutely hilarious. But the greatest thing that they do that I think is just so wonderful is like if someone leaves like the worst comment, that's like the the worst thing about the video, they'll pin it. They'll pin that comment. And it's like a trend now. Everybody knows that they're going to pin like the like the nastiest comment or the most comment that berates their video the most. They're going to have it at the very top for everyone to see. And then they'll leave some like dumb response to it. But I'm like, that's such a good idea (laughs) because everybody already knows now that you don't care, you know? think that's great that's awesome that's funny i know i when when i've been doing the uh like uh i'll read the um reviews from itunes like there there are a couple of like one star reviews of people you know hating on the show and i had thought about doing that too but you know because yeah like we we don't care but like i just didn't want to give them like you know any any attention because then i just didn't want it to lead to more people like wanting to get that attention too because i'd imagine on those videos people are racing to, to say like the most outlandish thing so that way they can get the pinned comment. And, you know, I'd imagine most yeah. of the, well, some of those might actually be like legit fans just trying to get, you know, that attention. But yeah, you're right. That would show like, yeah, we don't, it doesn't, doesn't phase us. <laughs> yeah. 
I think during now, like during quarantine, kind of going back to the, I think we started the podcast with the who you are today is not a life sentence thing. I think that, I mean, quarantine is going to be lifted soon, but if, if we could all just like put that on a board or put that like on a wind, I don't know, like on a mirror on our house or something just to remind us. Um, I think that's massive because one of the biggest things that I think fuels a lot of us is not regretting something we didn't do or not regretting something that we didn't take action on. Um, but there's also the fear of taking action on it. Cause then you don't know if you're going to fail, but like, I think regrets much stronger. You know, if you don't shift and you don't try to try to like move in that direction, you're going to look back and be like, I could have actually been here. There's so many people that say that with their fitness, like a few years ago, they wanted to start doing a certain sport or picking up a certain thing, but they didn't feel like they could do it. Or I know so many people that like started jujitsu, then they stopped. And nine years later, everyone they started with are now black belts Mm. and they regret not just sticking with it at that point in time. Now they could have been there, but they just stopped, you know, so yeah well even right now you can start something and you could string together a lot of days of it because we don't know how long we're going to be in quarantine especially you know as it pertains to gyms um you know we don't we don't know i think gavin newsom's supposed to mention some stuff today or tomorrow or something like that um here in california to give us more information but it could be another two months or so before you know the major gyms are open and stuff like that so you know, who, who knows? And you could, you could get some, uh, you can get some good headway into, uh, into whatever it is that you, you know, want to do from a fitness perspective. I, I've been really excited. Like just, I've been actually like, uh, just proud of myself. I've been pretty excited that, you know, I just, um, I just didn't care. You know, the gym's closed. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and like, I, I intentionally didn't go to super training cause I didn't want to be, you know, posting videos of that every day while you guys didn't have access to it. And so, <laughs> I decided to come here and get outside and, and run and do push-ups and squats. And it's, it's been awesome. It's been great to, um, you know, try to try to have a new challenge. And, you know, two years ago, you know, if I was to think about like running around here, like I just wouldn't, wouldn't have thought it would be even possible. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. As far as uh, gyms opening, I don't know if he has, heard any of this but i think in certain areas they said like at like they can admit 25 percent capacity mm-hmm. and like everyone needs to wear gloves and like some yeah. other like weird sanitation rules that kind of are meaningless but they i think they're just doing it just because they you know they want extra precautions but i, I don't know if you guys heard any of that that's just something i kind of skimmed over i think yeah, i heard that you'll have to schedule like when you're going in and stuff oh okay and it, i heard that uh yeah, I I think um, one of my friends that owns a gym, um, they ha- actually have got their uh, website set up so you can schedule like when you go into the gym. Um, they haven't had to use it yet, but they're just anticipating like that. You know, there's going to be a limit on you know how many people can get in at a time. They have hundreds and hundreds of members, thousands of members, and uh, to only have you know 25 in at a time. Um, I think it's kind of hard, but I think I think they have it worked out to where um, everyone would they, they split up like equal amount of time or something like that. And then also, I think they might be discounting the membership since it's like not as much access as normal or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just got a text that uh, Arden Fair Mall is about to open back up tomorrow. Nice. So, wow. yeah, like things are going to be, I guess, opening back up, back up slowly. Now we just have to see when the jujitsu schools are going to get here. And how they're going to have to operate that minefield. Yeah. 
Man, that's wild. I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected the malls or the that mall specifically to open up. Like it's not a, it's not a big mall, so people are going to be pretty packed in there. Yeah, yeah. I just got a text we, uh, about it. So we got some fights tomorrow night, right? The UFC is uh, back in action, right? Yeah, Ferguson. Um, I can never pronounce his name correctly. Gaethje or Gay Gay Gaethje. <laughs> Have you guys seen the way Tony Ferguson trains? Sometimes yeah, he's a yeah. he's an animal. He's a wild man. He's doing like <laughs> talk about like. Uh, Getting uh, creative with your quarantine creations. So <laughs> he, Wing Chun too. <laughs> yeah. So he he uh, he like got into like a fight with a giant like box that you would jump on. And he like suplexed it and like <laughs> beat right. the shit out of it. You guys see that video? <laughs> yeah. No, it was so sick. Good. <laughs> it's, it's like this giant like yeah, it's like a giant cube that you would like do jumps on, you know. And he just like picks it up and he slams it and he like jumps on top of it and he's like pounding the shit out of it. And he like spears like, this, it. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is my yeah, this is my training. And he's like, he does that with a bunch of shit. He's doing a lot of weird, a lot of weird movements. That yeah, that, gonna, that boxing. It's, it's like if uh, I don't know, like w- like when it like a little like eight, like not even eight year, like a five year old, just be like hey, beat up that box thing over there, and like whatever that kid would do, that's what Ferguson's doing. It's fucking, it's funny. <laughs> so there's no crowd, right, guys? Like there's no spectators. It's it's in like. Just a stadium or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's like WWE style. Mm. I didn't get to cool. even see the because the, the WWE did that recently, right? Where yeah. There's yeah. no crowd, and I didn't get to see any clips of that. I'm actually curious how that looked. It's weird. Yeah? <laughs> hey, you should check it out on YouTube. It's it's weird. They come out and like do their wrestling promos and stuff like normal. Mm-hmm. As, uh, and no I don't know. It's kind of it's, it's kind of funny. No crowd like, reaction. Uh, yeah, they should have like Zoom matches. You know, like yelling <laughs> each other on Zoom. <laughs> that'd, that'd, be, that'd be funny. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to, to see how this um, UFC goes because, like, yeah, it'll be weird to hear everything. You know, like hopefully we can hear like everyone's corner. Like, or maybe they'll set up the microphones like in a weird way where we can or can't. But like, you know, even when somebody connects, like we're all gonna feel it, like because it's gonna be so loud. Oh yeah, because they're gonna have microphones oh, yeah. everywhere. But I think they're also gonna be doing that like for pr- other pro sports, like the NBA and stuff. And Shoot. that would be super dope. I would be really excited to to uh, to watch an NBA game with no crowd because it won't be there won't be any noise, and you'll actually mm-hmm. be able to hear everyone talking yelling at each other hopefully trash talking too that'd be sick i'm actually excited for that that'd be pretty cool if it happened but today's conversation got me uh super excited for tomorrow's conversation yeah. uh it's really dope that we're about to have him on mr daryl davis yeah because everything that you were mentioning here mark was like it, it, the interpretation aspect of things like he had to do that on a whole nother level it's it's absolutely insane the extent that he had to go to to deal with the people he was dealing with so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah um it would be great to talk to him about the uh the young man that was shot uh just jogging i don't know if you guys have heard that story there's an african-american guy in georgia he was just like running he's he's just jogging he's exercising and uh i guess he got gunned down by like uh two local neighbor dudes um and they like cornered him like with a truck and stuff i don't 
it just sounds it just sounds like awful like what the fuck i heard the story and then i was like oh i don't even want to listen to it and i'm like oh you should listen to it and like i'm like listening to it but it's like just like tearing my heart out it was it was awful yeah some things some things can't be interpreted uh <laughs> other than just being shitty the- i mean um people uh violence against each other and stuff is just a a disgusting thing you know yeah i that that's one of those things where um you know like uh scrolling through twitter you know looking for like you know whatever's current events and what's happening just so i can you know stay stay up to date and make make our own posts on social media and stuff to to be relevant and that's one of those things where it's like fuck man i didn't want to see this and like I'm, i'm watching this video and then yeah, it, two dudes. One one was on you know out the back of a truck, you know, with a gun. Another one was like shooting him at point blank. But it, was it just, appears it's for absolutely no reason, right? And it was it was so odd because I'm like, why was there a car following with the camera rolling? You know, like right. I don't I I don't know. Maybe that person was in on it too. Um, there is some backstory to it i don't remember it though I, I, it was a cop and his son or a former police officer and his son they're saying that they thought he was a suspect or something that's right in recent break-ins in the area so they fucking chased him down and just shot him it's fucking bullshit man. it's still it's still really weird um let, let's let's hypothetically and I, and I don't think this is true i think they made that up um let's hypothetically say that he did steal something <laughs> That you're gonna you're gonna run him down and shoot him. I exactly. mean, what did he? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it just doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it makes any sense, uh, regardless of what they were to conjure up. Even even though it is it is fake, um, I, you know everything I've seen. You know, said that he 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 didn't he didn't do any of that. Um, but I don't know. More information will come out. I saw LeBron uh, posted about it and. Um, yeah, a lot of people are very, very upset about it, and and rightfully so. But you know, these are these are great things to talk to him about because I think, I think a lot of people feel that, um, I think a lot of people think racism is like not really much of a thing, but it 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 always it always has been, and it probably always will be. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, having someone like uh, Daryl Davis on tomorrow, hopefully, he can give us some uh, clarity on on some of these things and and his experiences. You know, mm-hmm. his experiences um, going into you know the KKK and, and those kinds of things. Really, really interesting. And and I think um, it you know a lot of it just is as dumb as it sounds. A lot of it's just like misunderstanding. Like people don't understand each other. People don't. They don't want to listen to each other. They don't want to hear their side of things. They don't want to. Um, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. Like you're wrong. Like you're not. Like that's not correct to think that of other races. It's not correct to think that of people who are homosexual. Like it's it's not it's not a productive way of thinking about our society. And so you know, hopefully we can uh, you know get get some cool information from uh, from Daryl tomorrow. Yeah. And I, 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 obviously I don't know everything about that situation. And I don't want to keep like bringing it, bring it up or anything, right. but you know, like I, and again, I don't know because this was just my, you know, what the information that I had that went like right when it happened, but like those guys like weren't even like prosecuted, you know, like they were still kind of just like out hanging out. Like, as far as I know, again, they might be in jail now. I don't know, but like that just seems crazy to me that, 
that video was out and they weren't in handcuffs, like I, you killed somebody. Like I know not guilty or guilty till proven innocent, whatever. But I I don't understand how. I kind of don't work, understand but. it. I don't understand it either. Like even if even if I was a police officer, like I wouldn't be cool with just shooting somebody. You know what I mean? Like I I don't I don't understand it. I mean, even as a cop and you're on duty and somebody did something awful. Mm-hmm. And you and you had to shoot them. Um, that's got to be tough to live with. But imagine you just like you you chase someone down and shoot them. I I don't I don't fucking understand it. No. Yeah, damn, that's horrible. I need to read more up on that. That's. Ugh. That I think that happened sucks. sometime yesterday. I think it's pretty. It's yeah, it's, it's might, might have happened a day or two ago, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty, pretty recent. Anyway, it was fun uh, talking about this uh, this topic for today. Um, appreciate everybody, uh, everybody listening. I just want to kind of end with, you know, basically just saying that, you know, I did mention how you're, we're not really 100 percent control. We're not 100 percent control over the thoughts that enter that enter our brain, but we do have authority over it. Like you, you, you have a filtering system. You can, you can filter it. You can internalize it. You can interpret it, uh, whatever way, whatever way you see fit, whatever way to serve you. Um, and if it doesn't serve you, I would suggest that you start to figure out, uh, ways of allowing the, allowing things that you interpret to serve you, you know, it either serves you and it it has a purpose and it's for, um, it's it's you know heading towards the goals and different things that you have or it's just like you know get get rid of it you know it's not like uh everything can be positive all the time the news that we just shared like there's there's fucking nothing positive about that but like you want to try your best to the information that you have you want to try to apply facts to it and you want to try to apply rational thought to it the best that you can and then you want to try to make decisions uh based off of that boom thank you everybody for checking out today's episode sincerely appreciate it uh thank you perfect keto for fueling this episode mark and i were drinking coffee with mct oil powder and sam was probably hopped up on all of the electrolytes right now um so for more information on them please head over to perfectketocom slash power 25 at checkout enter promo code power project for 25 percent off please make sure you're following the podcast at mark bell's power project on instagram at mb power project on tiktok and twitter and sema if people want to get in touch with you where are you at and Sima Yin Yang on Instagram and YouTube and Sima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark? I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch y'all later.